Good morning, church. Come on, everyone. We're in the back. Come forward. We're going to give some praises to the Lord because he so deserves our praise. Now, this is the song that we're starting off with, Praise a Hallelujah. Um, I know people are here today and they're carrying a burden. Um, and I just want you to let it go. Just let it go and let Jesus take hold of it and raise your hallelujah.
says in Psalms 100, the way that we enter his presence is through thanksgiving and a grateful heart. Amen. So today we're going to enter his courts with praise. So just wherever you're at in your chair, sitting down, standing up, can you just give God thanks? Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you, God, that you're here in this place, in this room. Thank you for a car. Thank you for breath in our lungs today. So God, we give you all the glory today, in Jesus' name. I sing praises to your name. Praises to your name. The name that's so much higher than all All honor to your honor to your name, the name, the name that's so much greater than all names. Yes, he is. Oh, we sing every voice. We lift it up.
so good come on he's the God of miracles today
sing your praises over and over Holy, you're holy You're worthy Of every praise, of every song You're holy So worthy of every praise of every song your holy God so worthy when I don't feel it when I can't see you're still worthy so worthy of every praise of every moments we thank you for the wrestling God that that is the most intimate place that we could be with you father wrestling arms to arms face to face God we thank you that you are that you are a way maker that you do miracles in our lives God we ask that you would open our eyes 
Open our ears, open our hearts to see the things that you are doing, even in the smallest detail, Father. God, we thank you that we are able to be here today as a family. Living Stones Church, would you give God a shout of praise like you've never mentioned before? first-time guest, everybody who is family, established family here, make sure that you give everyone a warm welcome. Find a face that you haven't seen before. Tell them God is making a way. You know, this morning Mine's riding working. the church in oh, the car, I had to crouch down a little just to fit. That's a rare occurrence. Ding, ding. It's a short joke. Um, and, and we're going to enter, continue our, our worship and tithes and offerings. And I know Pastor Jen has a, Jen has a verse, but... You didn't but, introduce yourself first, though. Oh, am I supposed to introduce yeah, myself first? Yeah, it's on I'm the Pastor list. Keith. Yeah, you are. If yeah. anybody wants to be scared and leave now... <laughs> and I'm Pastor Jen. Yeah. And welcome. You guys look amazing this morning. So good. We're so excited for you guys to be joining us this morning and our online church. Um, it's a great opportunity to be with your family, whether you're online or not. We are family tonight. Today. Not tonight. Today. today. Unless you guys want to come back for a night service. So for a minute, right? I want you to think about that last song. Um, and I really want you to think about these words for a minute as, as we enter a time of Tizen worship. But what was the, those words you sang? Those words were waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You sang that. I'm going to ask you this morning in your heart, do you believe that? No matter what's happening in your life, no matter what's happening in your finances, God, no matter what's happened in your week or what's coming in your next week, do you believe those words? Waymaker, miracle worker, when it seems impossible. Promise keeper. It's not maybe if and when he will keep his promises. It's he will. Yeah, amen. Light in the darkness. That is who you are. Good. So good. Um, we just want to go into our worship with our tithes and offerings. Um, just a reminder, if you guys want to give, we don't, they're not bucket holders, they're ushers. And I got it, you guys, <laughs> if you guys missed it. But you can give online or in person. Um, you guys can give on the uh, Church Center app. Oh, yeah, look, it's so cute. Um, online at livingstones.tv, Church Center app, or if you guys are already in the Bible app, it's in there as well. So... Um, but I know that last, no, last month I shared a little bit about, um, God asking me to give $25 more. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but that was a little bit like a stretch for us. So we were just like trying to be faithful in that season. And I sometimes forget that 
I don't need to like question my faithfulness. Like God is always faithful. When I'm not, he always is. And um, I went home that week. We were running errands and I was going cleaning out my wallet. If you're a woman, you know that happens like once every year. Um, And sure enough, in my wallet, I found four checks that I don't know why they were in there or how they slipped past me, but it was over $100 in checks that I just totally forgot. And it was just like a reminder, like, God's like, I don't know why you do this every time I ask you. It was $25, and I just showed up with 100 And so it's just a reminder to me, he doesn't have to do that, right? It doesn't happen to me all the time, but um, Hebrews eleven six says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And so it's, it wasn't that I think God was worried about my tithing. He was worried about my faith and where I was with my faith and reminding me. I sometimes ask God for more. and He's like, all right, here we go. And there, it was a test of my faithfulness. And so um, our ties are, yes, it's about our money and, and whatnot, but it's really about our faithfulness and trusting him in that process. And so I just wanted to share that guys that I'm still growing and, <laughs> and my faithfulness is constantly growing and it's just an opportunity for all of us as a church to grow, right? Have faith and grow. So so good. Do you want to pray? Yeah. Or do you have anything else to I'll, add? I will pray. What, what I would add is and this is not Keith, this is scripture. My God will supply all of your yes. needs. Yes. Your God will supply all of your needs. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, God, for each and every person here. Yes. Thank you for their heart. Thank you for their mind. God, and I pray in this moment that there's concern about the week ahead or finances or any of those things, that those will melt away in the presence of your spirit, God. That your spirit would fall in this place and be so thick that we cannot help but know that you are here and know that you are God. And we stand on what Pastor Jen said. We stand on the promises that you will provide, that you are building our faith, that you are working in us. Oh, God, we pray over the offering. We pray over each, each dollar that's given. We pray over the finances of each household, Lord God. We recognize that it is yours, and we simply give back to you. And God, I also pray that each heart that is here and each heart that is listening online knows that they are your favorite. They are your son. They are your daughter. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Amen. So good. Are you going to share why you have a mohawk today? I mean, I mean, your wife probably is, didn't I'm, come today because she's mortified. I'm going to, I am going to share. I don't want to take too much. Heather. Oh, she's in the back. Perfect spot for her. I, I don't, don't want to take too much of uh, Pastor Justin's time, but I'm actually going to make Mr. Carrillo come up here because the reason I do this and the reason, so here's what we talked about yesterday and this morning though. He's young and cool yes. with the mohawk. Uh-huh. I'm old and we uncool with the mohawk. Mm, old. So but, I told him that Jesse had to stand next to him so he didn't look as ridiculous because Jesse is young and cool. But, uh, but I'm going to be cute. a little bit blunt with the church. I do this because I love this man. Aww. And he's one of my best friends. But I also do this because Jesse and I have walked along a lot of years together. Yeah. And there's been times where Jesse has been avoided and judged mm. for the way he looks. And it's the time, it's time for the church to know that you don't get to do that. Yeah. That you come as you are. Because this man with the mohawk in his jacket is the most faithful, yeah. kind, loving man that reaches out and ministers 
to people that most of us might not set foot in a room with. And he is faithful. And I love him. And that's why. We also do this. And, and, and I don't want to embarrass you, but we do this because we committed that we would honor Gregory Carrillo, his dad. And this is our way of honoring his dad because I love this family and I love them. I love you, buddy. Aww. So good. And before we do announcements, yeah. the other thing, the big question is, am I going to keep it? And the answer is yes. Yay. <laughs> On that note, we should welcome the new guests. Yes. Welcome and let's see if they'll guests. come back after yes. this. Yeah, he's keeping it. Welcome, VIP guest. Um, we are so excited to have you here this morning. If you are new, I see a couple of new faces. I know I met Noah in the back. And so um, we just want to connect with you. We want to get to know you. Um, so there is a connection card at the back table. If you want to fill it out, it's a great way to get connected. Um, do you guys want to take a look in the back? See those beautiful teenagers? They're young, fresh, and they really want to go to summer camp. But summer camp can be really expensive. And so one of the ways we try to raise money for our youth to go to camp is to do fundraising for the next couple months. This month is April, so we are doing a giving wall. And how the giving wall looks, if you look at the back, there are numbers on an envelope. <laughs> look, they have Vanna White arms, if you guys want to. They're looking really cute, so um, I want to show them off. Um, they have their giving arms out, but there's a number on the envelope. And if you would like to give to youth, you pick an envelope. Look, look uh, Alicia has the 60 out. So if it says 60 on there, you would give $60. And that goes towards the kids for summer camp. Um, camp is $465. And if you have more than one kid going to camp, it could get pretty pricey. So it's a great way to give back. Um, we also have some blank ones. If that dollar, any of the dollar amounts up there don't reach you, you want to, God give you a different number, definitely um, you can fill out a blank envelope and you just put your name on it and drop it in the giving box. But you guys, summer camp is so awesome for these kids. We are so excited. God moves so much. Um, and it's just really, really a good time. Um, we see kids just go next level in their faith and in their relationship with Christ. And so if I had to give to anything, not to be mean, Mr. Pastor Justin, but I would always give to our youth, not because I'm the youth pastor here, but because they are our next generation. They matter. They're important. And they make what comes next for our church. So pour into our youth. It's um, super exciting. But we have youth this Tuesday, too at my house. So check it out. So be there. Sam will be there, boys. So um, be there or be square. And, and I'm going to back Jen up on that. <clears throat> Youth camp is not just money you're giving. That's an investment in their future and their eternity. That is the next generation. Yeah. That is the next generation of church leadership and leadership in our country and leadership in the world. And they're going to reach yeah. the world around us. Yeah. So invest in their eternity and everyone that they will impact. Yeah. It's so good. We, so, all, we had so many kids last year that got baptized, too. It was beautiful and amazing and just so good. We'll have to show you guys a video if you missed it, but so good. So next is Fight Club. We won't make a Mohawk mandatory, maybe a beard. Well, Cliff won't come then. If but, you make the Mohawks mandatory, Cliff will never make it. My husband won't. But Fight Club, <laughs> this Thursday... Um, the details of when and where are all in the church center app. Look at there. Guys, you want to be there. Because, guys, this is about fellowship. This is about a brotherhood. This is about being together, growing together. But, guys, this is also about your families and your neighborhoods and all of those things. Because when you come to Fight Club and you get sharpened, mm -hmm. it will affect your wife and your children. 
It yeah. will affect your neighbors. So don't miss it because it's not just a kumbaya Bible study. It's real, and you need to be there. Yes, so good. Builds warriors. There. And I heard Cliff went last month, so. He did. You guys, I mean, big. And what's said at Fight Club stays at Fight Club. Yes. Right, AJ? Even though you almost, you almost cheated last week. I know. He but was he like, knows what I'm talking did about. Cliff tell you what happened at Fight Club? And I was like, no, tell me. And he was like, oh, I can't tell you. I'm like, <laughs> that's not fair. All right, guys. You guys can follow us and stay connected through the week at Living Stones TV or on our Facegram. 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 Our Facebook or Instagram. You guys, I got tons of stuff coming for you guys. Um, yeah. Get involved and be part of our group or our teams. Join us on Sunday at 8 a.m. You guys meet every morning at 8 a.m. This beautiful church gets set up. It's awesome. Um, join our team. See Sarah and AJ, Pastor Sarah and AJ. They are um, definitely helping our rally and set up. And, and when you come to serve, it's not just about putting the church together. That's important. Mm -hmm. You will build relationships. Yeah. You will build connections. You will build friendships. Because when we labor together, God does incredible things. So, yeah, it's setting up the church. Just be here just to be in fellowship. Yes. All right. Um, follow us more on our Church Center app. And our next up is Pastor Justin. Come on. I think Jen should be the next one to get a mohawk. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I got to be honest. I, I'm pretty jealous. I'm pretty jealous. You know, uh, when I was a teenager, I had a, I had a blue and orange mohawk. Come on. It was, it was blue on one side. I had like a double mohawk. It was like blue on this side and orange on that side and just like two things. I remember like walking into places and scaring the bejeebies out of people. And this one, I mean, I worked with my grandpa and I remember going to work. We'd always go to the same gas station to get hot dogs and stuff for lunch. And uh, I remember going this one time, and, and I'd see the same people all the time. But this time, like when she gave me my change, she like threw it on the counter. And I was like, what is wrong with this lady? Like what is she throwing my money at me for? I kind of scoop it up, go to get in the car. And as I'm getting in the car, I see in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I scared her. That's why. I'm like, oh, man. I didn't even know. But Pastor Keith, thanks for being awesome. You're incredible. I love your, I love your mohawk, dude. Looks good. Looks good. Is everybody excited for today? Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Did my notes fall out of here? We're going to see what happens. We're going we're gonna to preach something today. We'll see what happens. All right, where, where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles today? Ooh, we got a few paper Bibles in the house. Yeah, I like that teal color. Is, did you copy, Sarah? You were like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, you guys have the same exact Bible. That's it. So I, I guess it's a draw. That's what it is. It's a draw between the best Bible because you both have the same one. Next week, we'll have everyone with teal Bibles with roses on the outside. It'll be awesome. Absolutely incredible. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 3. Let's see if we can get this thing to work for me. There we go. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And while you're turning there, you know, where are my married people at? We got some married people in here today? Got a few of them. I, I love married people. Married people love married people. At least they should at least love one married person, right? Um, but uh, Chelsea, you know, I don't know about any of you guys, because you guys are all probably perfect, but this guy, not so perfect. Um, so when I'm talking with my wife sometimes, she's sharing something with me, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm like this, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, totally, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she'll be like, did you hear what I said? I'd be like, yeah, and I'd repeat everything she just said. I wasn't listening, right? Are you with me? I heard everything she said, but I wasn't listening. We have any other men like that in here? 
<laughs> right? They're all admitting, okay, good, good. I got real men in here today. We'll see you at Fight Club on Thursday. Um, so we'll, we'll fix some of those things. Ladies, get them there. Make them go. Make them go. So it's so good. We got some people watching online today. Alex Bush, that's a man after my own heart. Love that guy. Todd Rounds, love you, dude. Phil Norman, good morning to you, my friend. Love you. Hope you're doing well. Mark Edwards, love you, man. Dorothy Faraganen, that's pretty cool. I, I don't think I've ever gone through more men's names to start, but that's awesome. Uh, Dorothy Faraganen, love you, girl. Catherine Pereira, love you. Thank you for sharing your story with me this morning. Um, Lynette Lawson, love you. Mitch Howard, love you. Gosh, everybody's watching today. Look at all these people. Love you all. Love you all. You're so awesome. Jason Buchanan, goodness gracious, so many cool people. Uh, I love talking to people. Are you guys excited for today? I got to tell you, I'm a little bit lit this morning. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, Chelsea forgot her laptop at, at home this morning, and I had to go to the store to get all, you guys like coffee? Do I have some people that don't, can't live without coffee? If we didn't have coffee at church, you wouldn't come. Like, do I have a couple of those people, right? So I had to make sure and go to hospitality, get the hospitality stuff this morning. So I went to the store, and then I was going to be here on time, but I had to go find the laptop at home. But God has a reason for everything, doesn't he? So I go home, I get the laptop, I found it, it's exactly where it's supposed to be, amazing, right? Um, but uh, I get that thing, and, and then I'm on my way back, and I'm putting out the signs, and I, I don't know if you've heard Pastor Keith's story. If you haven't, um, go back into the archives, or maybe I'll have him preach again soon and share some of his stories with you. But uh, I remember this story that he told when he went from making multiple hundreds of thousands a year to being the manager of McDonald's. Come on, anybody, anybody relate to that sometimes? Like it's, and I remember him saying, hearing God ask him, if this is all I ever have for you, will you be satisfied? And as I was getting ready for church this morning, I was putting the signs out. Anybody see my signs on the way in? I was putting my signs out on the street, and the very first sign that I put out, I felt like God said, if this is all I ever had for you, would you be satisfied? And I said, absolutely, Lord. I'd be so satisfied if this is all you have for us, this size of a church, this, this many people being impacted, this is all you have for us, and we're going to love it, and we're going to love the people, and we're going to do it the best that we can. I'm, I'm in. Are you with me? And as soon as I said yes, he started giving me visions. And I saw our worship team. Worship team, I wanted to talk to you before service, but I knew not every member of the worship team was here, so I hope they're all watching online and they're here. But I felt like God was saying, hone in on your skills because you're going to have an album. Come on, are you with me? We got to treat this seriously. I'm going to get really emotional because God was rocking my world this morning, you guys. And as I was sitting there praying, I was like, Lord, is this really what you have? I'm, I've, got my, you know, I, I've got my radio on my, my stereo turned up all the way. Anybody? Come on. Right? I was trying to get my hair to stand up, you know. And <clears throat> I'm listening to it all the way. I'm listening to Elevation Worship just rocking out. And I felt like God said, if you will be violent about this, I will give you everything. And I was like, violent about it. I mean, I got so excited. When I got back, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling Pastor AJ about it. I'm like, dude. And I go to give him a high five, and I slap him in the face. Are you with me? Like, I was just so pumped. And he's like, bro, are you working out? I'm like, no, I'm just fired up. Like, and he's like, okay. And then, then I go to give, give uh, Johnny a hug. Johnny's, Johnny's got the best beard. I think maybe him and Pastor Keith are battling for best beard award. But he's got the best beard playing the, playing the bass back here. I go to give him a hug, and I punch him in the face. Like, I'm like, dude. This violent thing is getting real. So 
Look to your neighbor, slap him in the face. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. We don't want to get you know, some assault charges or anything in the church. But, but you know, I was just feeling that. I was feeling like God's saying, be violent about it. You know, go after it. And oh, come on. And, and I, I want to read you that verse. This is not in my notes. My notes were not in my notes today. So we're, we're going to have all kinds of fun. But um, verse, Matthew 11, verse 11 says, I tell you the truth. Of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. Verse 12. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching, come on somebody, until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And violent people are attacking it. Oh, if I don't scare you today, I don't know if I ever will. But I'm going to try. Violent people are attacking it. You know, when I think about that, I think about when, when I was in the Marine Corps and training and doing these things. I remember when they give an 18-year-old kid a grenade with all these other 18-year-old kids who have grenades. And they put us in a hole expecting us not to blow something up. Are you with me? <clears throat> I remember it was just this thought of we got to get this thing as far away as possible. As you pull the pin and you're like, I've never done this before. And I don't know about you, but when I was, when I was a kid, I thought all grenades had those little bumpy things on the sides, you know? Like, like, like the ones in the movies and stuff, you know? And this one is shaped like a baseball. And you know why it's shaped like a baseball? Because an American kid knows how to throw a baseball. Are you with me? Right? And so I'm sitting there. I pull the pin on this thing. And I remember just chucking it as far as I could and going down to the ground and listening to that kaboom. And I was thinking, gosh. How many of us just need to go after it? How many of us need to get after it right now? How many people in the world right now have been sitting dormant, quiet, sitting still? I'll pray for you. Oh, I heard that things are going terrible. I'll be praying for you. Welcome to church, everybody. Are you with me? Like, I, I've met so many people. That's where it is. No, we can attack things. Are you with me? This is, God says uh, no one is as good as John the Baptist. And when John the Baptist started preaching, start, the, the kingdom of God was forcefully advancing and the violent took it by force. All of a sudden, if something dropped in our spirit and we started to see this as life and death, because it is. Because it is. Your neighbor, it's life and death. For them not to know Jesus is death. Are you with me? And you know what? You might be as scared as I was sitting there with that grenade in my hand, wondering, what if this one malfunctions? What if this doesn't work? I've got to get this away from me as fast as I possibly can. What if we started thinking about the, 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 the plans that the enemy has for our neighbors, our next-door neighbor that we don't know their name, but we've lived next to them for how many years now? Are you with me? The people across the street that you've waved hi to, but you have no idea what they're going through behind that closed door. What if the violence started to take it by force by, by loving people on purpose? You're like, you're like, you know what? I'm making a pie. I bet, I'll bet those people across the street would like a pie. I'm going to make two pies. And my violent taking it by force is I'm going to walk over and I'm going to force myself to be this person's friend, even if I don't quite like them all the way. I'm going to knock on the door. Hey, I just was praying, and I, I felt like I should make a second pie, and I wanted to give it to you. And they go, what? Why would you? Thank you. Are you with me? A violent take it by force. That was probably one of the scariest things you've ever done. That was a, not an apple pie. That was a grenade sitting in your hand. Like, what if they don't like me? What if this is, what if it gets weird in my neighborhood? Are you with me? 
As soon as somebody finds out I'm a pastor in my neighborhood, they're like, ah, if I ever go to your church, I don't know. What if I don't like it? And then, then we live next to each other, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, are you with me? Come on, make it weird. Are you with me? Pastor Keith led the, led the story today and make it weird. Are you with me? Come on. Like, just make it weird. Make it fun. Get after it. So I'm starting a new series today, and, and my message has, it's not the message I was going to preach today, so it has very little to do with my message, but it fits because the, mess, the, the new series is called Flip the Script. Now, I was going to teach on blind Bartimaeus today, and it was going to be awesome, and I'm going to have to do that another week. Because when I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning, God said, hey, if, are you listening? And I said, I'm listening. And he's like, good, because i got a message I want you to preach. Are you with me? I pulled, grabbed my laptop, and Chelsea's sleeping right there next to me, and I'm just going after it for the next hour and a half. Just seeing, all right, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? Is anybody ready for the word this morning? All right, let's get into 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. It says, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Oh, I forgot to give you my title. You, gotta tell, you guys got to tell each other the title. Do you know what the title is? I hear you. Tell them. Did you hear me? Okay, I want to make sure. I want to make sure. The boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were quite uncommon. You know, it's funny. After he gave me this message this morning, and uh, then I, I go out and he starts giving me visions. Isn't that amazing? I didn't even think about it until right this second. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. Verse number two. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you're going to speak to us this morning. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're alive and well, and God, that you want to heal some people this morning. I'm excited for what you're going to do. I'm excited for what you have for us, and God, you have my commitment that I will violently get after it to go out and seek you, to seek your kingdom, and to see people get saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What's your journey of being called by God look like? What's your journey look like? We're, we're talking about Samuel here. And his journey, and the beginning of his journey. But a lot of us, when we're trying to figure out who God made us to be, we're asking that question, who am I? Is anybody here asking that question? Who am I? And you know what? There's so many people around you and so many things in life that want to tell you who you are. Hollywood wants to tell you who you are. Oh, you don't look like this person? You need to get on this kind of fad diet so you can look like this person. Are you with me? Oh, you don't wear these types of clothes? You might need to make more money so you can wear these types of clothes. Are you with me? Oh, hey, are, you're, not, you're not passionately on the left? You're not passionately on the right? I think there needs to be a change here. You, 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 you're just standing in the middle. You don't even care about anything. The world wants to tell you who you are. Are you with me? But God knows who he made you to be. Oh, there's a difference between the voice out there that's speaking and trying to impose their thoughts and impose their ways of thinking on you. But then there's a God who said, I created you in your mother's womb. And when you took your first breath, I was excited because here she is. Here he is. They're here for such a time as this. Are you with me? And then we ask those questions. How do I get started? How do I, how do I hear God? Has anybody ever asked that? How do I hear God? Is anybody still wondering? It's all right. You don't have to be embarrassed. 
There's times where I'm like, dude, how do we, how's God going to speak to me? How am I going to hear him? How am I going to know he's, it's him? Well, here's the, here's the first step. Are you ready? Here's the main point, or this first main point. I will find purpose through service. I will find purpose through service. I love what Pastor Keith shared up here about getting here early. Get here at 8 o'clock in the morning. Serve together. Oh, but I can't. You know, I'm weak. I'm weak. I can't do it. Listen, if, if you can't pick things up, there's some people who in here who can't pick things up. But you, you could sit in that chair you're sitting in right now. That means you can pray. You know what? If I had somebody here from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock in the morning when service started and they were just sitting right there the whole time praying and calling down heaven and rebuking the enemy and saying, God, I just believe. And maybe you're not yelling like me, okay? It's okay. Maybe you're just sitting there praying and going, God, help pastor not to be an idiot today. Lord, I pray that he won't fall through the stage. You know, and just pray. Just pray whatever God puts on your heart in that moment. Just sit there and pray if that's all you can do. If you can lift up curtains and you can set up things, then let's build the church together. But I got to tell you, if we're getting it after it together, you're going to find purpose in service. Purpose in service. I, I loved when Samuel's discovering his purpose is right here in verse 1. We went over it so quickly, you probably didn't even hear it. Meanwhile, the boy What's a boy? That can be anybody from zero to 100. Are you with me? Because I know a lot of men who are actually boys. Come on. Yeah, I called you out. It's all right. Don't get mad. Just show up at Fight Club. We'll take care of that. (laughs) Meanwhile, the boy, Samuel, served the Lord by assisting Eli. Samuel didn't have it all together. He hadn't gone through seminary yet. He He hadn't been praying for hours and hours and hours and hours so that finally God would speak to him. Samuel served the Lord by serving Eli. Now, I was nervous when God gave me this message because I didn't want it to sound self-serving. I didn't want to say, hey, if you want to serve God, you need to serve me. I was really nervous about that. Are you with me? I was like, oh, this sounds, ew, this sounds icky. I don't like it. Because I'm, I'm the type of person, I love the way Jesus served. He says, the Son of Man did not come to be, be served, but he came to serve. That's how I function as a leader. You will not see me sitting around on my throne getting ready for church while everybody else sets up. No, I'm sweating. I, I, I had some guys in here last week. He's like, Pastor, now I know why you bring two shirts to service. I'm like, That's right, because I sweat in the first one. Are you with me? Right? That's how you know that you're seasoned in this church. You bring two shirts to service, right? right? You've got your, got your sweatbands. You we're going to have people like coming in with like little sweat things on the wrist. They're like ready to go. Are you with me? Somebody say it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. I will find purpose through service. Find a leader that God has called you to. That can be Pastor AJ and Sarah. That can be Pastor Jen. That can be Pastor Keith. That can be Brad and Danny. That can be whoever is leading the ministry that you're serving in. Come under that authority and serve them to the best of your ability. And watch what God unlocks in you. Oh, did you hear me? Oh, did you hear me? Serve them with everything you have and watch what God unlocks in you. See, this... Flip the script. It's amazing because a lot of the times when we want to make ourselves better, we start doing things to make ourselves better, right? If you want to be healthier, you start working out. I can't work out vicariously. I know, I know John, John's in good shape, but Justin, not so much, right? I, I know Pastor AJ, he likes to go running and things, and I like to look at his post on Instagram that, where he ran and what he did. It's, it's cool, the little drawing it makes and stuff. But 
I know that if I want to make me better, I actually have to go do something. Are you with me? This is where things begin to shift because when you're serving another leader and you're serving the leader God's appointed you under, you'll start to see what lead, where they lack in leadership. Do you want to know a lacking leader? You're looking at one right now. I'm missing things. I don't have it all together. I'm administratively challenged. Are you with me? My, my poor team, a lot of the times, are flying by the seat of their pants because I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Are you with me? I, I mean, I had a other message prepped, but then this is the one we're going to preach. Poor Danny says, hey, which, what are we doing today? I'm like, I don't know. Either one's fine. We'll make it work. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. God will make it work. Listen, guys. We may not have it all together, but together we have it all. We may not have it all together, but together we have it all. I got asked last Sunday after Easter, because I talked about how I'm not educated. I don't have a seminary degree. I didn't go to Bible college. But I've spent a lot of time sitting in this book and reading other books from other pastors and other people who understand these things. And I'll sit and I'll read the Greek and the Hebrew. But no, I don't have a seminary degree. And I had somebody ask me after Easter, because there's always new people after Easter. I love that. And they said, well, why don't you go back to school and get a seminary degree? I said, why? Why? Unless God tells me to, I'm not going to. Are you with me? Unless God tells me to, I'm not going to. I've sat with so many educated people. And I don't want to sound arrogant. Please don't hear me the wrong way. But I've sat with so many educated people asking me, how do you heal people? That question by itself is ignorant. Because I don't heal anybody. If you're asking a question like that, why would you... I mean, don't you, you have a seminary degree. You're, you're smart. You've read the Bible. You've seen miracles in the God can still do the same stuff that he did in the Bible today. I'm just so stupid because I didn't get a degree that I actually believe that. Come on. Don't let your education make you stupid. Wow, somebody needed to hear that. You were set free in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that every, like, listen, you still got to get to work. You still got to get after it. I'm not saying be lazy. Are you with me? I'm, I'm one of the least lazy people that I know, but I'll tell you, like, get after it. When God tells you to go a certain direction, if he tells you to go to Bible college, you better kick butt at Bible college. There's a reason he told you to go. But you're like, oh, but you didn't go. Why should I go? It's not up to me. You need to ask the creator. The creator made me the crazy person he made me. He didn't make you that way. It's okay. Maybe when you teach people, they're going to hear things from the Greek and Hebrew, and they're going to hear things as you start to break it down and you start to get into all those things. Maybe they're going to hear it differently, and maybe I just get all the crazy people that maybe just need to hear that they're good enough, that God created you. He put breath in your lungs so you, he has a purpose for your life. Maybe that's who he's called me to in the body of Christ. Maybe he didn't call you to the same thing. Come on. Is that possible? Is that possible? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't look like Joel Osteen. I don't have, I don't have all that, those white teeth, you know. The teeth, I, I can't even smile. I mean, I, my lips physically don't go up that high. You know what I mean? I just can't do it. But maybe he can't grow facial hair. We don't know. Are you with me? Maybe he can't ride a motorcycle. We don't know. But this crazy guy can, and that's what God's called me to do. See, we got to figure out what God is saying to you. In 2 Kings uh, chapter 2, verse 9, it says, When they came to the other side, Elijah and Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken away? 
And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. Come on, somebody. Verse 10, you have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I am taken away from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. Verse 11, if they, as they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by the whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and the charioteers of Israel. As they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Verse 13, Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak. Come on. Come on. You pick up that anointing that you're under. Are you with me? You picked up Elijah's cloak which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He, stuck, he struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided and Elisha went across. Echoey, I apologize. When the group of prophets from Jericho saw, the distance, saw from a distance what had happened, they exclaimed, Elijah's spirit rests upon Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed the ground before him. The power that God has for you requires that you serve. It requires it. If you don't like your leader, all the more you submit. Are you with me? You submit to him and say, hey, how can I serve you? And watch what God does to you as you break yourself and you begin to serve another. Is anybody hearing me today? Oh, my goodness. Because if you get this, I believe it will unlock something for you. You've been wanting to see what God can do through you. He's been whispering to you, showing you visions of what's to come. But your inability to submit to another leader, maybe that you don't agree with. But your inability to submit to that other leader is also keeping God's power from falling on you. I want to set some people free today. I know you feel like you're being enslaved. I can feel it in here. You're like, oh, you mean I got to serve this pe- person I don't like, I don't trust, I don't see? I got to be honest with you. I've, I've served under a lot of pastors, and not all of them are all that great. Are you with me? When I talk about character, there's certain pastors that I will not invite into this house because I don't believe in their character, because I've seen them on the inside. But I learned so much by submitting to their leadership. I learned so much of what not to do. God put you in a place. He put you under leadership. Submit to it in that moment and see what he can do through you. When I was sitting under that pastor, I never thought that I would pastor my own church. Never. I never even asked God for it. I didn't want it. Are you with me? I was, I was ready to sit on the fantail of a yacht. Are you, are you hearing me? Like, I, I never would imagine having facial hair with the people I was hanging out with. Are you with me? But at the same time, God had a plan. I want you to sit under this leadership. I want you to see what brokenness looks like. Okay. Then I got to sit under other leadership and, and see the brokenness in them. And can I tell you something? There's brokenness right here. Anybody who gets close to me, you're going to find out what's wrong. That he's not all that and all that uh, a bag of chips. Are you with me? And then you cover those leaders. You cover them where they're weak. You cover them where they don't have it all together. Because together we have it all. It's the body of Christ. The head without the body would look ridiculous. 
if I only had my head up here, man, we'd have to reach and change where all the cameras are going. I'd be almost as tall as Pastor Keith, you know. I'm just kidding. I'm just, ki- I'm just kidding. I mean, he's like three feet taller today. It's awesome. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But in it all, you guys, like, we all have a part to play. And we have to play our part. And when you play your part, God will honor that. And he'll watch what you do through it. I've been asked by so many people, hey, who, do you, who does God say that I should be? What should I do next? I don't know. Don't ask me that question. Ask God that question. And if he puts you in this church, underneath one of these leaders here, serve them and see what God will unlock on you. You might see how ridiculous and where they fall short. And you're like, wait, I have these skills and abilities and they don't want, I'm better than them. No, you're not better than them. You were meant to serve with them. You were meant to fill those blank spots. Are you with me? I have administrative people in here who would never, ever, ever come back to our church if I invited them on the stage right now. Ever. They will sit in an office and they will do paperwork and spreadsheets and put data inside of a computer all day long and praise God while they're doing it. I would be driven nuts. Are you with me? Every administrative part of my job I suck at. God called you here for a reason. Are you with me? Come on. You're like, oh, I could do that. I'll never stand up there, but I could do that. Are you with me? Find what God called you to do and be a part of it. Watch him flip the script. Watch him flip the script. Watch him see how he puts those things together. All of a sudden, Elisha is walking with the power that was on Elijah because he just stayed close to him. He just kept walking with him. Are you with me? Through the good times, through the bad times. He found his purpose through his service. Let's go back to 1 Samuel. Verse 4. Chapter 3, verse 4. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. This sounds like me and my son. He's like, did you call me? Did you need something? I, I was needing a drink of water. I'm like, no, go back to bed. Here I am. Did you call me? No, I didn't call you. Go to bed. Then the Lord called out again to Samuel. And again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Verse 7. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. How many of us are sitting in church decade after decade after decade and we don't know the Lord because we've never heard him for ourselves? You know, most people know the voice of God by their pastor. Did you know that? When, when they go to their pastor and they, they've heard them speak the word, they're like, wow, that was so good. And it's almost the same way we're seeing it right here with Samuel and Eli. See, he knows, he knows the voice of God because he heard it through Eli. He thinks it's his voice. Here I come. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Did you call me? No, I didn't call you. Go to bed. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Samuel, come here. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. Well, you know, Eli's getting old. Maybe he doesn't remember that he called me. Uh, I'm here. No, I didn't call you. Go to bed. Let me get right here. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. Verse 9. So he said to Samuel, go lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. 
So Samuel went back to bed. Listen, the voice of God that you've heard may have only been from this church or maybe another church where you've been. That may be the only God you've ever heard is your pastor's voice. But as soon as you start to hear God's voice for yourself, you start to respond in a different way. Instead of going, yeah, pastor, that was good. Fire me up. Come on. I had a bad week. I'm coming. I want to get fed. I know none of us say that out loud, but we're thinking it. We're living it. I need to get fed. I need to get church. I need to get something. I'm here to get something. All of a sudden, when things begin to shift, and you're going, wait a minute, now I'm hearing God for myself. And that's going, your servant is listening. It's not enough just to hear. Are you with me? The, the Bible says that, that faith is not by just hearing, but by every word. Are you with me? you got to be able to hear the word, which means you, when you speak the word, you start to hear the word, and you start to understand it, and it starts to come alive. Are you with me? I want a church that is so alive, not because they heard me preach. I will get off this stage and get somebody else up here if you will come alive. I want you to come alive. I want you to know his word for yourself. And then when he speaks to you, you say, oh, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Your servant is listening. I'm listening, God. I'm not sitting here going like, okay, Facebook, or in, what was it, InstaFace or something? InstaFace, Face, Face Insta? Facegram, Facegram, whatever that is. Yeah, I always love whatever new terminology comes when Pastor uh, Jen comes up here and, and talks. We all get new words. It's amazing. Thank you. But maybe you're just flipping through, and you're kind of like me when I'm talking to my wife. Yeah, 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 I hear you, I hear you, yeah. Yeah, okay. When God speaks to you. Speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. You mean if I tell the worship team that if they give everything they have, there will be an album, and that album will touch the world, and then we'll be the epicenter of what God wants to do in this city, in this region? You, if you, you're telling me if I tell them that, it will happen? I'll tell them that, God. All right. Your servant's still listening. What else do we got? I drove by one of the, one of the areas of land that we were looking at and, and that I, I've wanted to buy. And, and as, I, as I drove by it, I said, oh, Lord. You know, you've got all these promises. I'm so fired up this morning. You're speaking to me. I can hear you. Would you give us land? And he laughed. I heard God laugh in my ear, man. He said, I told you that if you'd get violent, I'd give you anything out here. Why would you just want that? Oh, I'm like, Dad, come on, man. Are you serious? Like, I'm getting fired up out of my mind going, this is what God could do. Thank you. This is what God could do. And I don't know why I'm surprised. I mean, his word says, like, more than you can ask, imagine, or think. And here I am thinking like, this is so big, it must be more than I could ask, imagine, or think. Well, it's more than I can ask or imagine because I'm scared to ask or imagine that. But think, I've thought about it a lot. Man, God's bigger than my thoughts. Ah, come on. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. I'm looking forward to the day that you're not just hearing me, you're hearing him. I'm going to share, you, share with you something that Catherine, a part of our church, um, shared with me this morning. She wasn't able to be here today, but she went and cheated. She went in the Bible app and looked at my notes. <laughs> Some of you know you can cheat and do that. You can go in and look at my notes, get in the YouVersion Bible app. But she got in there. Let me see if I can find what she said. Here it is. She got in there. And she had to share a story of what happened this week. Now, 
Catherine is an amazing woman in our church, and we love her so much. Her, she's still very new to the faith, which is amazing to watch her grow and, and to see what God's doing through her. But she, she texts me this morning, and she said, good morning, Pastor. And it was just as I got done getting laughed at by God about that piece of land. I'm like, oh, that's just that little one? You don't want that. And I, got, I pulled into the parking lot, and I was about to unpack the car. He said, she said, good morning, Pastor. I will not be at church, but I need to tell you my story about hearing God. I never really thought I heard God before. A couple of days ago, while I was busy, I heard the names of a married couple. I know, along with the words, pray for them both. I didn't do anything right away until I heard, pray for them both again. So I did. I did pray for them. And I let them know I was praying for them and why. They thanked me for that and told me they were going through a, a rough time right now. It's such a great feeling to know that God spoke to me. I heard him, and I did what he asked. It gives you such a high. Come on. Like, I was sitting in that parking lot right there, and I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, this is it, God. This is what I do all of this for. And I do it over and over again. I'll put out more signs. Yes, God, I'm satisfied with exactly what we have right now. Because that happened. Somebody just said yes to Jesus and listened to him, called somebody, said, hey, I'm praying for you. God told me to pray for you. And they said, how would you have known they were going through a hard time? Wow, you guys. I'm so grateful when you invite people to church. I am. And I want you to invite more people. I want them to get lit up too. But I'm even more grateful when you hear God's voice for yourself and you act upon it for yourself. We'll get rid of the building. We'll get rid of all the chairs. We'll preach in a field if that will happen. I don't care about all the rest of the stuff. Listen, I love having the cameras and the, all this expensive equipment and lights. I mean, look, I mean, this thing, I mean, these are cool, right? I mean, this is like, it makes purple. It's like, it's awesome, but... Who cares if no one actually knows Jesus? Who cares? I mean, I get rid of it all. We don't need drums to know Jesus. But I want people to know Jesus. I want you to know him for yourself. I want you to hear his voice and go, okay. God told me to pray for this couple. He didn't tell me why or for, I don't know. I'm just going to pray for him because he told me to do that. I'm going to let him know I prayed for him. Then God moves in their life. Come on, are you with me? where it's all at. Sorry, I'll, I'll try to stay on time. We'll see what happens. Why do you laugh? That's not very nice. I know. So Samuel went back to bed. Some of you are like, I want to go back to bed this morning too. Sometimes, sometimes you guys, we have a hard time hearing God. And we need someone who knows the voice to point it out to us. You see, Eli knew how to hear God. Samuel did not. Samuel thought he was just hearing his, his leader, hearing the person who he's serving. Because when we're serving our leader, we're actually serving God. Oh, you didn't hear me. When we're serving our leader, we're actually serving God. When you're serving this broken person that maybe you don't like because I responded the wrong way. I was cranky that morning or maybe I was on my way to do something else. And you don't like me, but you served me. You served me and God blessed you. Are you with me? Because you're not really serving me. If you're, when you're serving another leader, you're not really serving that leader. You're serving God. You're submitting yourself to the body of Christ. That's all it is. Listen, I know why this is so hard. 
for so many people because you've had a cruddy pastor like I had who did the wrong thing behind closed doors. I know. You're like, I don't want to serve another person like that. And you know what? I'm going to let you down. And every pastor in my team is going to let you down. One day they're going to show up to church with a giant mohawk. I mean, I'm just kidding. Look at this guy. Yeah, come on. But they're going to let you down at some point. They're not going to call you back. They're going to say, hey, we wanted to meet for dinner, and then they forgot about it because they're doing a thousand other things. They're going to let you down. And you know what? They might even sin. Taboo, right? You mean a human man, a human woman would sin? A human pastor would sin? Yes! Yes, we would sin. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. We sin all the time, don't we, Pastor Sarah? All the time. She's, she's talking about AJ. That's what it is. She's like, yep, this guy sins all the time. That's it. That's it. Repent. Make a U-turn. Go the other direction. Sometimes it's here to, hard to hear God's voice. So why do we go to men's group? Why do we go to fight club? Why do we go to women's group? Why do we go to sisterhood? So we can spend time with people who know how to hear God. See, when, when you spend time with a Pastor Sarah, Pastor Jen, or, or you spend time with a Brad and Danny, we spend time with these leaders, and they start telling you what God's been speaking to you, them about. You start going, so that's how he talks. He, he talked to you through the radio. He talked to you through the cloud in the sky, the, 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 the hawk flying across the sky. He talked to you through all those things. How did he talk to you through those things? Like, I've been waiting for the audible voice of God to tell me which job I should take. You ever thought maybe God doesn't care what job you take? He might be with you either way. Hello! Like, there's times when God doesn't say anything because he doesn't care. He's going to be with you in either choice that you make. He's like, make a choice and let's go do this. Because if we go down this path, we're going to touch these 10 people. If we go down that path, we're going to touch these 10 people. Make a decision. Stop sitting still. Come on, somebody. It's time to get violent. Time to get violent with our decision making. Saying, God, what do you want me to do? You didn't say anything? Good. I'll just make a decision. You can steer a moving vehicle. But maybe not so much a parked vehicle. You know, I've never been able to move my, my car out of the driveway just by moving the wheel. It just makes black marks on me. It gets the HOA mad. But it doesn't move. Most of us are living like that. Most of us are living like that. Now, don't be ashamed of it because everybody's doing the same thing. That's why we justify it. Well, nobody else is doing it, so why, not, why should I have to? Only the crazy ones like, like, like A.G. and Sarah Patrick Keith, only the crazy ones are doing those kinds of things. So I'm not a crazy one, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to be right here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to church every week. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to do, do my part. You're missing out. It's time to flip the script. It's time to flip the script. You think that, that you think I'm going to save people when they come here? You think I'm going to save your friends? Nope. They're going to see your testimony. They don't care what I do with my life. They don't care unless I do something bad. Then they'll care. Make sure you get it on the news. But they don't care otherwise. But they watch you. And when God's blessing you, and when God's doing things through you, and you start to see yourself walking with different confidence and walking on purpose, and they start to see that in you, they're like, wait a minute, what's happened to you? I, I love hearing those stories. I, I think about it all the time. I think about AJ and Sarah and their stories. Like, I think about Jen and their stories. I think about these people all around the room and their stories, how they got to this place. Every one of them started as nothing. Nothing. I was scared, nervous, introverted, sat on the back row, I'm scared. And then I just started having a little bit of faith. 
Then I started giving an extra $25 because that's what God told me to do. And then I, then I prayed for someone because that's what God told me to do. And I just started doing a little bit more of that. And then you start experiencing what Catherine experienced, that little high. Because God goes, hey. It's just like when I'm training my dog. Oh, you don't like being compared to a dog? That's how the Bible compares you. Don't get upset with me. He said, we all go back to our vomit. How many of us have gone back to our vomit? Like a dog. That's what the Bible says. Don't get mad. We're, we're, we're very simple-minded people. When it feels good, we go back to it. When it doesn't feel good, we don't go back to it. Hello. Hello. When I'm trying to teach my dog a new thing, I give him a treat. Do you understand that he'll flip the script? He'll, when you go and serve others, you're not going to lose from yourself. You'll gain. You'll gain. When you start to serve other people, you start getting fired up. Can I tell you how many times I'm tired when I, when I come in on a Sunday morning, especially when God wakes me up at 4 o'clock in the morning? Are you with me? I'm tired when I get here. Then all of a sudden, this fire just comes out. And I'm like, what in the world? All I did was submit myself to the day, saying, God, what do you want to do? You want to change the whole message? Change the whole message. You want to touch someone specific in their life? Change their life. Pastor Keith, right? You want me to go cut my hair so I can tell someone that I love them? Tell them that they're not alone, that we're in this together? It's just hair. But most of us wouldn't do that. Where are we falling short? Is seeking the Lord to see what he has for us next. Seeking the Lord for what he has for us next. Then we do hear God. Once we do hear God, the next question is, what is our response? Did we actually listen or did we just hear him? You ever found that? Like you heard God on a Sunday morning in church? He spoke to you. Something really spoke to you and got your spirit going. Got you all fired up and pumped up, ready to go. And then you forgot about it by Tuesday. Just being human, right? Here's point number two. Gosh, we'll see if we make it today. Goodness gracious. Somebody said something about night service. We'll see what happens. Order some pizza. We'll, we'll do that while we worship again. Point number two. I will not just hear God, but I will listen to him. I will listen to him. My wife feels so loved when I actually listen to her. If I sit down and I look at her in the eyes while she talks to me, and I take every word in, and I'm listening to her. She feels loved. How many ladies, if your husband did that for you right now? Oh, that's all I've wanted all week long. He's been so busy. He's doing so many other things. Are you with me? Our Father in heaven, if we just sit and listen to him. Why did Chelsea forget the laptop this morning? Probably because Justin wasn't listening. God needed to do something to me. So that I'd sit and listen to him. Oh, gosh, i got to go back to the house and get the I told her exactly where it was. You didn't get it. Come on. Got some humans in here. But then I get back to the house, grab the laptop. It's right there. I put it in the car. And I just spend time with the Lord as I'm putting out the signs. No distractions. And then he starts speaking to me. He starts speaking to me. Big Rob was sharing with me this morning what happened to him this week. 
and I didn't even get to listen to it this week. He called me during the week, and I was busy at the time, and I said, hey, I'll, I'll give you. He's like, call me when you can. I've got a miracle I want to share with you. I'm like, okay, I'll call you. Didn't call him. He was offended. He didn't come to church. No, I'm just kidding. He came to church. He came to church because he didn't get offended because I didn't call him back, right? And when I got here this morning, hey, tell me about that miracle. What happened? And he said, oh, I was out passing out flyers, and, and I f- tripped, and I fell, and I skinned my knee. And my knee was starting to hurt really bad. My wife told me I had to go home because she was afraid that if I kept walking on it to f- pass out more flyers, that, that it would probably swell up and I wouldn't be able to walk. He's like, oh, man, that must have stunk. He's like, no, it didn't. This is why. He said, my boss called me a little bit later. And she said, hey, did you pass those flyers out? He said, oh, I hurt myself 10 flyers in, and I wasn't able to pass them out. And she says, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad because the law just changed. And if you would have put those flyers out, we'd get fined $1,500 per flyer. He's like, oh. And then he says, he says, Pastor Justin, I was wondering, why wouldn't he just tap me on the shoulder and tell me, like, stop passing out the flyers? And he said, I told his friend that, and his friend said, God knows you're stubborn. And that you would have been like, that's not the voice of the Lord. I got work to do. I got things to do. I'm going to go do what I need to do. I got 150 flyers to pass out. I'm only 10 along. Like, no, I'm not going to stop now. How many of us are the same way? Going along the journey. I got to get to church. I'm thinking, I got to get to church. I got to get people fired up to set up the church and be excited. Oh, I got to go back to the laptop. Because God was like, I don't want you to be concerned about that. You've got leaders. They're taking care of all those things. I want you to listen to me because I'm going to tell you what's coming. If you'll listen to me and you'll look at me and you'll seek me. I mean, this is plot twist 101, right? Like God's... God switched the plot how many times today on me, right? Shares with me about Catherine's story. Shares with me about Big Rob's story. I'm like, he's just lining it all up. Here I am, irritated. I got to go get the laptop. I bet it's really easy to find. Come on. Not hearing and not listening to see what God wants to do through it. That thing that irritates you might be the key to getting you to actually listen. It's like when your phone breaks. Come on, Some, I thought I saw a meme yesterday that said, um, uh, a friend of mine had posted, you know, when the internet goes out, all of a sudden we become the, uh, the, the, the partridge family or whatever. Because we don't have any internet, so now we all got to look at each other like, what are we going to do? Can't watch TV, can't do this. I mean, I get, do, we, do we have board games? I don't know if we have, do we have board games? We should go play board games, right? You know, <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, like, I don't know how to have fun without the internet. Come on, sometimes the internet needs to shut off so God can actually speak. So God can actually speak. You know, your kids might get annoyed the first time you say, hey, let's get into the Bible together. You might be annoyed at the idea. Oh, we're going to sit down and read the Bible, like talk about the Partridge family. You know, like, okay, boys and girls, we're going to read the Bible today. I know the game's on right now. My Oilers scored earlier, but I don't know how they're doing right now. But Oh, here we go. But then what if they actually experience the power of God? What if your kids knew the power of God? Not just going to church, having good people to be around, having a church family. What if they actually knew the power of God? What if you were like, hey, listen, I've been scared to talk to people about Jesus, but we're going to go do that today. We're going to go talk to people about Jesus. Oh, they could probably be scared out of their mind. I remember as a kid, I was scared when my parents made me order McDonald's by myself for the first time. I'm like, you... Why would you roll my window down? What are you doing, Dad? Like, this is ridiculous. You tell them what I want. 
You know I always get a Big Mac. Just tell them, Dad. I don't want to tell them. They get out of that uncomfortability. Hey, can I tell you about Jesus? No, I'm not a, I'm not a religious weirdo. I just, I just love God, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you what he's done in my life. Are you going to invite me to church? No, you don't have to come to church. My pastor will probably freak you out anyways. <laughs> let, let me, I just want to make sure you know Jesus. I just want you to know him. I want you to, know, I want you to hear his voice. I want you to know that you're loved. If only you knew that you're loved. Are you with me? Is everybody doing all right today? Goodness gracious, I'm like so far behind. We haven't got to point number three. I got like this much scripture left to read. We're going to skip that part. We're going to go to this part. God flipped the script anyway, right? Let's go to verse 10. And the Lord came and called as before. Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Verse 11, Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. Verse 12, I am going to carry out all my threats against Eli. Oh, crud. And his family from beginning to end. Verse 13, I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. Verse 14, so I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for telling me that. Verse 15, Samuel stayed in bed until morning, then got up and opened the doors to the tabernacle as usual. He was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had, had said to him. I wonder why. But Eli called out to him, Samuel, my son, here I am, Samuel replied. What did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything, and may God strike you and even kill you if you hide anything from me. Awesome. Verse 18, so Samuel told Eli everything. He didn't hold anything back. It is the Lord's will, Eli replied. Let him do what he thinks is best. Come on. That's a seasoned God follower. You're going to strike down my family. You're going you're to punish us because we did the wrong thing. And Eli doesn't get mad at Samuel. He could have. And then like, dude, you could have told me something better than that, you jerk. But Eli replied, let him do what he thinks is best. Verse 19, as Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him. And everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. And all Israel, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh and gave messages to Samuel where there at the tabernacle. When you hear God, what's next? He speaks, do you follow through? That's the question. If he speaks, do you follow through? And have you held anything back from what God said? That's a good question. Here's point number three, and we're going to finish with this. I will listen and follow through. I will listen and follow through. My prayer for this church as it grows from hundreds to thousands of people, because God said that it will, my prayer is that people will listen and follow through. Listen and follow through. Listen and follow through. If you're in here today and you don't know the Lord, I want to make sure that you know I'm coming out of here. But here's the thing, and I've only got a few minutes to share with you. 
And God showed me a couple things. He wants to heal some people today. So we're going to let him do that. As we go out into the world and we get all the distractions, all the things, the internet, everything you've got, all the stuff that's going on in politics and everything else, all the distractions, as you're dealing with all of it, I want you to hear that still, small voice of God when he says, Samuel, Samuel, and he says your name. I got something to share with you. You say, here I am. Your servant is listening. No matter what he says next, do it. Do it. There's a purpose in it. Do it. Do it. There's some stuff he's already told you. And you're praying for new things. A lot of us are praying for new things, waiting for God to do something new. But he already told you what to do. And you still haven't done it. You're still sitting on the word. And it's just as alive today as it was 10 years ago. His, his word doesn't die. It never returns void. If he spoke into your life and t- told you that you were going to be a purpose-filled person, I loved a a conversation I had with Adam the other day. So fired up about that, man. So he picked up a homeless guy, or looked like a homeless guy on the side of the road. Somebody had just got out of jail. Picked him up on the side of the road. God told him, go pick that guy up as he's driving his Tesla. How many of you wouldn't even pick up somebody that's dirty in your Tesla? Are you with me? You're not going to let your dog in there, let alone. Are you with me? Come on. We got so stuck up on things. And he takes this guy and he tells him, hey. And the guy says, hey, are you a Christian? He says, yeah, but why do you ask? He said, well, when I was in jail, I was praying if God is real that he would send someone. But this guy's all tatted up, scary looking, walking on the side of the road. Most of us wouldn't pick him up. But somebody who will say yes to Jesus, just saying yes to Jesus, right? All of a sudden, this guy gets his life rocked. I would love to sit up here and not even preach anything and just share your stories all day long. This is what God did when one other person said yes. When one other person said yes to what he said to do next. You just let it be testimonies, testimonies, testimonies. Because if God can speak to them, he can speak to me. He can speak to you. Are you with me? He can flip the script from being, oh, I'm, I'm the least in my family. You know, I've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really bad sinner. Like, I've done a lot of bad stuff. He'll flip the script and he'll use you to touch somebody else. Maybe somebody that's been worse off than you. Maybe somebody that's been better off than you. We don't know. We're so busy judging ourselves, thinking like, I can't do this, I can't do that because I'm not qualified because of these things, because of that thing and the other thing. I just don't speak well. Come on, Moses. Right? But God can use you in the middle of your circumstances. God can use you in the middle of your world. Are you with me? Sometimes God calls a guy with a Tesla to pick up a guy out of jail. Sometimes God calls a lady who spent her whole life not knowing Jesus, not knowing him, not knowing how to hear his voice, not knowing how to pray. She's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. And then she just listens once, prays over somebody, and they're shocked. God's about to heal a couple people in here, and I know he's going to do it. 
because he never fails. He never, he never come, he doesn't come through. I've watched him do it tons and tons of times. But for some of you, you're going to go like, how is that possible? How does that happen? It's him. He loves his children. It's him. While we were worshiping today, I had a couple things. Now, for those that are new, what happens to me sometimes, God will allow me to feel pain in my body so that he can heal somebody or give them a word or something else, right? And to touch their life in one way or another. And so what I got to experience this morning as I was sitting there in the middle of the first song, don't take offense to this, Brad, all right? Or the team. But I felt like I was going to vomit sitting there as we're worshiping. It was just that good, you guys. I mean... (laughs) It's like, you know, you, you get me, right? It's like when you're on like a, you know, a, a roller coaster or something. You got to throw up, but it was awesome. You know, you know I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I just, I just felt this nausea in that moment, like I was going to throw up. I, I literally was like looking around like, am I going to have to run back there and go vomit real quick? I don't know what's going on. And then it went away. And when, as soon as it goes away like that, I know that it's not for me. It's not something that's going on in my own body in that moment. It's for somebody else. And so a lot of the times how testing God, I'll, I'll feel this pain for a minute. I'm like, oh, that hurts. I wonder what's going on. And then it goes away. I'm like, oh, he wants me to pray for somebody. See, maybe you didn't know how to hear the voice of God. You thought you were just going crazy because your body hurts all the time. And you have these different pains that don't seem to make sense. But it was actually God speaking to you, trying to tell you to pray for somebody. Are you with me? Come on. Maybe you've got to be like Eli. You've got to hear the voice of the Lord through Eli. I'll be your Eli today. But if you were here this morning, and maybe you're watching online, I don't know, but whoever that is, you just you feel this nausea, like you're constantly feel like you have to throw up. Is that somebody here this morning? That's you, sweetie? I'm going to pray over you, okay? Father God, I just thank you for your daughter. I thank you for your daughter. And I just feel like for you, it's been anxiety just drives you to the wall. You just get so anxious that you feel like you're going to vomit. Is that, is that true? Is that how it is? Is that why it is? Okay. Amen. God's good. And as you feel that anxiety and you feel those things well up, I feel like the next time that you feel that coming, just stop, take a deep breath, and say, Jesus, be with me. And I guarantee in that moment you're going to feel his arms wrap around you like a big blanket and he's just going to tell you he's going to sit there and whisper in your ear I love you you're okay everything's going to be alright trust me I'm with you I just speak against anxiety in your, in your life I speak against depression in your life I just speak against these things right now and I want you to know that those whispers those things that, that say that your life's not valuable that you're not worth it Those whispers are not from God. Those whispers are from the enemy because he knows how much purpose that you have. He knows how much your life is going to be powerfully used by him, by God. And the enemy does not want that to happen. So if he can get you messed up in your head right now, thinking that you're never going to be able to accomplish anything, that you're always going to be less than, if he can get you thinking that now, then you'll never get to see the fullness of what God wants to do in your life. So I pray every time that, that, that those voices start speaking to you, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And ask Jesus to come back in and be there with you in that moment. And watch him wrap around you again, telling you how much he loves you, telling you how powerful you are, telling you how your words are powerful, how your thoughts are powerful. 
set your sights upon him. Just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The other thing I felt during worship I started feeling this like pain right here in my neck and it almost felt like it was kind of like I don't know uh, I don't know how to explain it like uh, like your tonsils or or something like when it when it swells up you feel that like sharp pain right there in your neck is that somebody in here this morning I see you Danny Father God I just thank you Lord for Danny God, I thank you because she is a gem. She is a gem to this church. She is a gem to my family. She is a gem in your kingdom. Danny, I feel like God says that you have a voice. I know how much you like being on the back end and making all the magic happen, but you have a voice. And you're going to preach in ways that are going to reach people that you never thought possible. I can feel your emotion right now, Danny. I can feel like the, oh, please, no. I've, been, I've had somebody say that about me before, and I just, oh, like, I like, I like being a mom. I like being back here. I like, I like this. I like it this way. Be obedient, daughter. Be obedient, daughter of Christ. Be obedient. Because it's not about you. It's about the dozens of people that need to hear your, hear your testimony. It's the dozens of people to know that you're a real person. That you, if you can follow God and you can seek after him and you can believe, that maybe they can too. So God, I just pray for Danny and Brad and them right now. God, I pray for provision in their family. God, I pray that you'd show them just how good you are just how much you can use them and just how powerful they are through you. And so we just thank you right now that you're doing a work in this place. You're doing a work in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in this place today. If there's somebody in here and you don't know God, maybe you've prayed the prayer before, but you're like, it hasn't been real for me. Like I did the thing, I prayed the prayer, I went to church, I did all the stuff you're supposed to do as a Christian, but it just hasn't been real for me. If that's you in this place with every head bowed and every eye closed, it's all going to be between you and Jesus right now. If that's you and you're like, I want a real relationship with God. I want you to raise your hand right now as high as you can. Raise that for me. There you go. Because it's getting real right now. It's getting real right now. It's time to get violent with your decision. Saying, hey, I'm all in, God. I don't want a form of religion. I want a real relationship with you. I want to know your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want to heed your voice. I want to get after it. Is that somebody in here this morning? I feel like it's a seasoned Christian, somebody that's like, I gave my life to Jesus a long time ago, but I haven't made a decision like that. Who is that? Yeah, it's over there. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
fire's about to start. The fire's about to start and you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Father God, for those that raise their hands, whether they're watching online or here in person, Lord, I pray right now that you will rock their world. God, I pray that in the prayer of their heart, doesn't have to be any fancy words, doesn't have to be anything else more than, God, I surrender. I surrender and I give myself to you completely. God, take over my life and make it what you want it to be instead of what I've allowed it to be or what the world's made it to be. God, I give you my whole life this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. All God's people said, amen. Come on, lift up a shout in this place. Lift up a shout in this place. my online people, you're going to get cut off in four minutes. I apologize. But for all of you that are here, I'm going to ask that the worship team just kind of stays in this mode right here for a minute. Uh, I'm going to have, the, have them turn the lights off. And I'm going to open up the altar. If you want to come and let off some stuff, let go of some old ways of thinking, I'm going to let you come up here and just do that. Just leave your junk right here at the altar. Leave it here. You don't have to take it with you. You don't have to take the cynicism with you. You don't have to take the diagnosis with you. You don't have to take any of that stuff with you. You don't have to take the bitterness with you. Leave it right here. Me and the janitor, we'll clean it up afterwards. We'll make sure it's all cleaned up and you won't ever see it again. Amen? Go ahead and hit the lights. The camera won't be able to see me anymore, but that's all right. As you feel the prompting from the Lord, just come right up. Just come right up. You can lay, get down on your knees. You can stand. You can whatever you want to do. Just come up here and pray. I'll pray over you. Let God move. Never stop. Never stop working. Never stop. Never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you work. Darkness, my God, that is who you are. 